when we get messy robots who love drama, that's when we know they will fully have replaced us. What's that? On your screen. Some kind of program about a Westworld on TV. Well, it doesn't sound like anything to me. Red Scott. And I'm Ivan Hernandez. And this doesn't sound like anything to me. The third best Westworld, or should I say, cyberpunk world podcast going. We are back for season three of Westworld, the best television show that has ever existed. I was so angry this entire episode because the entire time I was like, Red is just popping a ginger chubby right now, watching all of this stupid ass fucking cyberpunk narrative about uh, uh, determinism uh, uh, and uh, sexy lady robots beating up dumb guys. I, the, why do you think sexy lady robots is my thing? If anything, it's much more your thing. <laughs> Listen, I have to throw something in there for me. There's going to be so much talk about determinism and numbers and fucking stupid scientific bullshit I don't care about. And the whole time, I'm just like, yes, have Rachel Wood uh, kick me into the pool. Well, well, we're going to get into it, but what I did not expect is we're going to be talking less specifically about determinism and more specifically about the previous works of Jonathan Nolan, which have completely uh, just taken over every aspect of this show by season three okay so uh, are you saying that just because it has turned into a full-blown science fiction narrative without the veneer of a western uh genre concept over it well so previously we had um a a a world where people were obsessed with dreams uh very similar to how they were in inception which is Mm -hmm. partially written by jonathan nolan uh we had really cool vehicles much like the dark knight written by jonathan (laughs) nolan Uh, and in this one we introduced something very specific we introduced not only the concept of determinism we introduced the concept of an all-knowing machine that can predict the future which is how they pitched person of interest a jonathan nolan television show that i believe lisa joy was a writer on them i don't know if that's how they met i'm you know what headcanon that's how they met now i'm telling it that way going forward Uh, jim caviezel brought them together also much like in memento everybody is like is that guy pierce (laughs) there were so many times i was like is that guy pierce Thank you for actually mentioning Memento chopped up timelines, mm-hmm. which is what all of the first and second season were obsessed with. And and listen, I can't wait until we get David Bowie's Nikola Tesla in this. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be in here. It's going to be an incredible time. I, that was, <laughs> it's got to bring the entire Nolan verse together. Well, we get a couple cameos in this one as well that I'm excited to talk about. Shall we get into it? So this is season three, episode one, episode Porche Domine. Created by Lisa Joy and Jonathan Nolan. In La- it comes from the Latin phrase, Parce Domine, Parce Populo Tuo, Ne in Eternum, Isacarius Novis, which in English means, Spare Lord, Spare Your People, Be Not Angry With Us Forever. And I don't think that's what's going to happen. He's going to be angry with them forever. Before we can get into this, we have to know what happened previously on Westworld. What do you want, Dolores? To femdom this world. Lots of face sitting. We're here to decode the guest. My God, it's market research. <laughs> when it comes to Tessa Thompson, I'm rooting for Tessa Thompson. That's always who I'm rooting for, <laughs> even when she's up against Tessa Thompson. You got out, and now I have aesthetic. And finally, oh shit, baby, welcome to cyberpunk. 
And that is previously on Westworld. Yes. So I have to ask, I've just rewatched season two, and I, listen, if you're watching this and being like, wait, what? Why is he, is there, I do not understand why people did not love season two as one of the greatest series of one of the best television shows of all time. Going back and rewatching it, my mind was reblown. Uh, it's incredible, and so much shit happens. Nobody is where you think they are. Nobody is who you think they are. It is a lot. All, all I remember from season two, everybody's out in Japan now and they're robots, which is what I fucking want. I just want a bunch of robots fucking around in Japan, even though I think we're going to get a bunch of robots fucking around in Los Angeles. Well, I mean, if we're talking about the park and the world that they have added this year. Oh, my. S- stop just for a second. God. If Do you, you want to spoil that? No, I want to. I want to tell. Them. There is a stinger. If you have yes, not there's seen the stinger. sequence. If you have not seen the post credit sequence for the first episode, it's part of the episode. I'm not talking about where they talk about the episode. You need to go back and watch that now because it's great and you just need to experience that yourself uh, for the first time without us running it. We are going to talk about it from this point forward. Okay, so is there anything better for a show that is partially about video games than World War II World? <laughs> It honestly, when it showed up, because I had seen the trailers where there was like some World War II stuff. I, I didn't see like, any of the trailers. Oh, okay. I, I actually have gone into this completely blind and I haven't rewatched any of the first two seasons. So <laughs> this is all you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm very excited about it. If you're, I will straighten it out if you're confused about who is who or where is where. All I know is everybody's, everybody's a robot. Everybody's got a nice butt. Everybody is a robot and there are many nice butts. Uh, <laughs> so, so. I mean, if, when you think about it, if if it's a show that is based on video games, there's nothing more on the nose video game gamer fantasy than killing Nazis. There's nothing better than to show someone who's got a warped sense of morality than the people in World War II video games who are playing multiplayer and choose to play as Nazis. The worst people are the people who go and play those games and just do nothing. <laughs> oh, the people who are neutral? The Swiss? The Swiss of World War II games? Guys, maybe we should just see if we can work this out. I feel like there's both sides have points here. <laughs> Do you think that both sides of Call of Duty have equally good points? So that is the worst player who's just like, I, I mean, I, I see a lot of differing opinions here. <laughs> so so this is this is very interesting to me with World War II World because I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how much of it they go back before the fall of the park. Yeah. Because I assume the narrative is going to be uh, Tandy Newton, whose character's name I com- Maeve. Maeve. <laughs> it's going to be Maeve attempting to liberate the uh, fucking non-Nazi uh, robots from the Nazi robots who have gotten too deep into the role play. I assume that's where they're going, but I don't know if they're going to also show, you know, pre the fall, uh, how humans interacted with that section of the park, which would really be the interesting part. The last time we see Maeve at the end of season two, uh, she has been shot a bunch of times. She's lying on the floor inert, presumably dead. And Felix and Sylvester uh, are, are verbally lambasted by the new people who've just rolled in and like, hey, can you two dipshits take care of this carcass? And it's Maeve. So that's the last <laughs> yeah. thing we see. And so presumably, if, if this is going forward in a linear fashion, which we absolutely cannot rely on, uh, that no. they brought her back to a living state. Do you think the park is still open was that mentioned in the show ivan it has been three months everybody's forgotten about it when they were like three months have passed i was like oh no one cares about the robot massacre at westworld now 
<laughs> Considering the advancement of the attention span, how bad must the people's attention span be in the future when hundreds of guests at a Western-themed robot amusement park were slaughtered and people are like, oh, ticket prices are going to be low. In the year 2058, three months ago, people are already ignoring it in history class. <laughs> They're like, who could possibly have been alive then to recount this uh, era in history? <laughs> Do you think that they would close an amusement park longer for a robot massacre or for a plague? That's a very, there's a lot of good points on either side. If it's, <laughs> here's the thing Disney, definitely the plague. Six Flags, definitely the massacre. <laughs> Absolutely, Six Flags is keeping it open until the robots are actually literally (laughs) chopping people up. And the only reason that the robot massacre would keep them closed longer is because without the murderous robots, who's going to staff the park? (laughs) Listen, you want to get a slushie from a robot who's not trying to kill you? That's not the Six Flags experience. That's That's the whole point of Six Flags. The whole point is you go in and capture all Six Flags against a series of murderous robots. Honestly, as somebody who's gone to Six Flags, it's not that different. It's not that different. Yeah, no, it'd be an incredible time. We need to pitch this. <laughs> okay, so uh, uh, we have a timeline. We do have a timeline. We have a timeline. It's- I don't know. So, so I figure the timeline is part of the Rehoboam computer's uh, entire, you know, whatever plan, overarching plan it's got. Uh, but yeah, we have a timeline in the show, and we're shown divergence. <laughs> Which I, I never watched that series. I, I didn't watch Divergence either. And here's the thing if Jonathan Nolan doesn't want me to conflate this show with a giant deterministic AI that knows when crimes are going to be committed, with his other show with a giant deterministic AI that knows when crimes are going to be committed, he shouldn't give it a name like because I'm just going to call it The Machine. A much easier it's to remember name bot. from your other series. The Machine. It's a fucking Bible bot. I don't even need to look it up to know that this is one of those stupid names from the Bible where somebody's like, Shahrazad, or fucking uh, names their robot after, like, fucking, uh, 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 go- fucking Golgotha or some shit. So I do feel like season two, the big problem with it is they were very slow to roll into it um and this season they have corrected that they've got dolores rolling in and killing wife beaters immediately i'm on board i like it it's a good change i i have always said if you yell at your wife a robot should kill you yeah and this is the future we're plunged into the kind of paradise that we were promised (laughs) and and i love this awful fucking uh uh vc guy is like uh, it's not as bad as the initial reports listen the stats are still running behind like two weeks I, I love so they've created a world that's sort of combined the idea of futuristic holograms for for meetings with the idea that you just wear glasses and it does AR overlays, uh, which mm-hmm. is super yeah, fun. Magically, they've actually worked <laughs> because then you just get to like smack people out of existence, which is very <laughs> fun, and I can't wait for that to exist. Uh, is, is there anything more satisfying than dismissing somebody into an electronic ball that dissipates? <laughs> the, I mean, and you can make it whatever you want. What would you? It could be a genie lamp. <laughs> I don't want to rub other people. You, you could do a hand gesture, and then they could just get headshot. <laughs> what I would do is I would just Kamehameha people out of existence. You, you could literally just uppercut them, <laughs> and then have, every time you do that, have the AR remember where all the corpses are, so that you're just stepping over the bodies of all the people you've hung up on. I'm just sure you all of my assistants to death. 
<laughs> so this guy who I'm assuming his name is Craig Neeson. He looks so much like Liam Neeson. Um, <laughs> I 100% was like, is that, is that, he's been canceled. <laughs> no, well, no, but his brother can still get work. <laughs> uh, AKA Jerry. He's terrible to his wife. He yells at her. She gives him the cold shoulder when he gets into bed. And uh, fucking uh, – so so is this drug? Are they just like eating like CBD communion wafers? What is this stupid drug that they're taking? The, the drug from this episode I have no context for. I have no idea what it is. Yeah, I assume it's just like CBD mixed with some melatonin mixed with whatever <laughs> the modern version of Alex Jones is selling in the future to get his alpha brainwaves going. <laughs> Neurotropics. I want that eight brain. It's what takes you from being a fat guy who's white to a fat guy who's completely beat red. <laughs> uh, so all of a sudden, uh, everything uh, goes haywire. A bunch of code shows up on one of the little fucking panels. Yeah. Uh, which even in the future, by this time in the future, I feel like we wouldn't have just like random panels everywhere it'd literally just be like a, one of those stupid like emitters from like blade runner 2049 yeah it's just like hey there's suddenly a hot cuban lady in your house i'm like yes I mean, your mom's gonna be very happy about it <laughs> L- listen if i could if i could bring anna to armis home i think <laughs> my entire family would take everything back it, it would it would unite the hernandez's we can make it, it, it truly would uh, by the way, this is why I don't allow anything automated in my house. When I have to build a fire, I get fucking firewood. I'm not going to let a robot turn my heat up. So, I mean, they, this is a very viscerally satisfying action machine uh, or action sequence where, you know, she gets revenge on a guy who's beating his wife and seeds her own funding so that she can start doing some damage in a world where she, before this, presumably doesn't have many resources. Yeah. And the robot, the the fucking robot wall panel saying, I'm afraid I can't do that, was the most 2001 Space Odyssey shit. I love when a fucking uh, a robot gently tells a human that they're not going to do the thing that they just asked them to do. And then, of course, because it's a Lisa Joy and Jonathan Nolan joint, because this is Westworld, of course, he ends up dying the exact way he claims his wife accidentally died. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the, the the slip into the pool is great. By the way, I I love that Dolores has the amazing power uh, to preserve a face full of makeup after coming out of a pool. It's incredible. I mean, th- this yeah. is one of the worst parts about getting older is all the dumb guy things you can look past because you're ignorant and stupid. You start realizing <laughs> and then you're like, God, this media gets everything wrong. <laughs> oh, that women don't come out of a pool with a perfect face of lipstick and eyeliner and, and everything still applied. In the in the Force Awakens, there's a scene where Kylo Ren, the first time he takes off his mask, his hair has so much volume ask, after he's his been like fighting. His hair is so beautiful and just like, I'm just like, what fucking, that, 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 I couldn't, driver. I could not stop laughing. Like that the idea of, it should be sweaty, it should be sweaty. <laughs> It should be disgusting. He should have like terrible screech just from being Grease. inside from, of from it having a time. helmet on yes. all the time. Having a helmet on all day is terrible for your skin. <laughs> so uh, let me ask you: What is your? Obviously, I'm the bigger Westworld fan of the two of us. Yes, but what is your perception? How do you think about Westworld season one and two? Like you're like, ah, eh, good but forgettable, or you're like, what, what? no, I, I, I enjoy them. They're, they're obviously incredibly good, and you know, I, I like the Nolans, and I fucking love some uh, uh a intelligent prestige sci-fi, but like, you know, I, I enjoyed Westworld. <laughs> That's basically where I was with it. I'm like, oh, Westworld, good. 
Yeah, I mean, listen. Yeah, what's any, well good? Any anything in 2020 that makes us feel anything positive should be crowned as our new king. <laughs> this show should I be mean... the vice president for Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think Biden's going to take Homeland as a uh, VP? It's got to be a woman. Yeah, it's absolutely got to be a woman. Oh, no. He d- he literally announced my VP's going to be a woman. Yeah, I, d- I really did want to watch the, the first I, Biden-Bernie debate. I watched the first hour. Biden could not close his mouth. And, and when I'm saying that, I mean, like, when people would ask him questions, he would just, like, stare deeply into them with his mouth kind of half-opened. And and the entire time I was like, why is this guy so weird? Why is he just continuing to be the guy who's like, centrism is going to save us all. I'm going to restore America's soul again. Rasa. So... Would you say there was more shouting and interruption there or in this podcast? I First of all, I think that the shouting and interruption on this podcast is all in good fun and also because we're trying to step over each other's jokes. <laughs> and also because we're trying to get one of the listeners to pick us to run this podcast by ourselves. <laughs> first of all, that never worked. Also, I'm giving all of you free health care. Every listener of this. <laughs> so now you're, you're the centrist, Ivan. Good for you. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, I'm going to give all of the listeners a free pat on the back. Oh, that's very nice of you. <laughs> that's centrism, baby. <laughs> so she's taking revenge on black hats. This guy is very specifically uh, said to have been a black hat, uh, which is interesting because it feels like every third character she's going to encounter is going to have been a black hat in Westworld that she gets to be like, hey, motherfucker, I remember what you did to me. I mean, she does that twice this episode. I assume it it spirals out from this point, but I believe both of the people in this episode wronged her character specifically. Yes, the the German guy and the fucking Scottish guy. Which, by the way, Westworld uh, truly has what is been the deal? Wonders for scary Scottish men. There's, what is it with all of their security people being Celtic? What what part <laughs> of their base story tells us that thirty eight years from now? All of the security personnel are going to be either Irish or Scottish. Well, well listen, the way, the, the way Brexit is going, they're going to get real intense real fast. So did you watch the new uh, credit sequence, the opening sequence? Yes, I watched the new credit sequence. It's the entire cast plus Aaron Paul. Yeah. Like, it's most of the returning cast minus Anthony Hopkins. It's the entire re- returning cast plus, minus Anthony Hopkins plus Aaron Paul and, like, a few other people. So, I mean, the people that – I haven't looked at, at the cast list explicitly. I was actually asking about the graphics, but talking about the cast yeah. in this uh, – so uh, we would presume that Simon Quarterman is not going to be at it, who played Lee Sizemore. Uh, yeah, he, he's he, incredibly dead. He has a very fun and poetic death, and he was very human. And this yeah. is the type of show that if they had a reason to bring him back, they always could. But at this point, no reason to believe he's alive. Yeah, I'm, I feel like that's definitely somebody who should stay dead because his arc is fully complete and uh, incredibly good. Uh, Tao Okamoto is going to be back at some point as Hanario. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So the person that I am saddest about that I think is not coming back is Shannon Woodward as Elsie. She's also Oh yeah, because she got murdered, but she's gonna be in Last of Us too. Which is not this show. <laughs> but I'm sure she's very good in, in Last of Us too. So those 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 two I'm very much gonna miss him. God damn Lee Sizemore's Hemsworth. Is good. Hemsworth, I didn't see Hemsworth in the credits. I think he I saw him in the promotional material, so I, I think he's uh, going to be back this season. Liam Hemsworth, I would uh, Luke Hemsworth? Luke Hemsworth. I would expect Luke Hemsworth. I would expect Liam Hemsworth is the youngest one. 
I would expect Luke Luke Hemsworth to be back this season mm-hmm. um, because we we the last thing that happens is we realize he was made by Ford and is a host and was sort of a robot. He's a robot. It, it basically, he was the sort of last line of defense where he was like the earliest person hired at the park. Um, mm-hmm. And his uh, explicit core drive is to protect the hosts. So yeah. I, if there, if we got the park, we're going to see Ashley Stubbs at some point. He should be mm-hmm. around. Okay, so what do you think of the design of Rehoboam, which is literally the AT&T logo? It's literally the AT&T logo, which is perfect as two people who are against AT&T. <laughs> even, though, even though they are producing this amazing show, which we love so much, fucking AT&T really needs to step the fuck back. I, the two things that I just want to get rid of because they're so dumb is, first of all, supercomputers that look pretty. Those are never going to happen. Uh, oh, they're going to be so fucking gross. Stop it, science fiction writers. The only people who have cool-looking computers are gamers, unless we're led to believe that this is actually a video game machine made by Alienware. There's just going to be cables running everywhere. It's not going to be a complete sphere that nobody touches. The, the fucking the cooling alone. <laughs> the cooling alone is going to be absurd. I mean, so people always compare them, and they also always want to make just one coherent computer instead of having it being a bunch of different subsystems which we have learned over and over again through time that that is not how supercomputers going to be built it's going to be a series of clusters instead of one big thing they all want to make it look like an evolution of the cray the cray hasn't done anything interesting in like 80 years get over it Every, who puts your incredible godlike supercomputer in the lobby of your building that's not where you put the godlike supercomputer you don't put the godlike supercomputer in the lobby where a bunch of school children pass it you don't want school children spitting on your giant uh godlike supercomputer which they obviously will do no it's that's too why, good to target that's why every religion puts their god in the back of the tent past several layers of security it's never <laughs> it's never just very accessible to everybody so we go from there to los angeles and we meet Aaron Paul, bitch! Uh, yeah, so Aaron Paul is the big addition this season, and I am I'm hoping that his storyline is not he's nice to a robot and gives her the dick so she stops trying to kill all humans. But I feel like there it was pointing towards that way. I mean, I I that may happen. So my guess is actually that it's the other way, that he learns to love robots. If if this turned into him being like, yeah, you know what? The, the robots do got a point because honestly, at this point, I'm like, the robots do got a point. <laughs> so the, there are two big cameos and we're with Caleb, uh, who's Aaron Paul's character, who is, I suppose I should set it up with through this episode. We understand he is a former soldier who clearly has some PTSD from stuff that went on over wherever uh, he fought. Uh, he has a therapist who we meet in this episode, and also we learn he is talking to an AI that is the is his dead friend. How long did it take you to figure out that the AI, uh, the, his dead uh, his dead friend was an AI? And I was like, I was like, no actual male friend would call back that much if he didn't need. <laughs> I was absolutely like, I have never had a conversation with Red over the phone. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, did you notice who f- did Francis ring any bells? Did you recognize him? No, who is who is he? Who Francis, is he? Francis is Kid Cootie. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, that is what it says in the credits. Good, good for good, good for Kid Cootie. Yeah. So that is one of the two very like crossover 
Um, I am unfamiliar. Who's, who's the other one? The other who's one. The other one that you're so excited about. The other one is Oakland hometown hero, uh, awesome dude, known for his terrible communication, Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch. That's right. Marshawn Lynch plays he giggles. The, he was the guy. Yeah, he, he was the big guy dude. with the fucking shirt with the, uh, yeah. was hanging out with Lena Waithe. Yeah, looking very thick in his uh, retired. <laughs> I mean, Marshawn. Oh, are you gonna? Are time. you going to fat shame Marshawn Lynch? No, he looks like he's having a lovely time. There's no reason for him to be keeping down to two percent body fat. He looks <laughs> rad. He looks like he's enjoying himself. He looks like he's had. I, I will act shame. He looks like he's terrible at acting. <laughs> he did not seem like he was there to act. He seemed like he was there to be Marshawn Lynch. And honestly, it was great. The best thing that he did was forget to follow them because he was pretending to be high. <laughs> that was really good. I did enjoy that. <laughs> so Aaron Paul is walking around being like, oh, it's the future. And it kind of sucks, though. And I'm like, to be fair, at this point in time, porn has never been better. I can only imagine in the future. It's gotten insane. <laughs> I can't wait until they get those Oculus Quests back in stock at Amazon. <laughs> so his day job is running fiber with his rad construction dude friends. I love his robot friend. That shot of him, the robot friend, sitting on the walkway in yes! the style of like the 1920s construction workers on a beam was a great shot. Emulating the classic construction workers sitting on a beam, having lunch. Perfect. And here's what I actually wrote down. Hell yes, we finally get cool droids. I'm done with these <laughs> live like human droids. I want robots. I want freaking yeah, robots. And I, I, I forgot that Delos had actually managed to successfully manufacture industrial robots, which definitely seems like a point that's going to come into uh, uh, play later when uh, Dolores uh, commands all of these industrial robots to rise up and kill the humans. Right. If you're just following the story and you weren't staring at every frame like I was, you might not have noticed that the robot is, of course, made by Delos. It says it right on his uh, breastplate. So his job is, and the robot's job, are making fiber, running fiber. Um, which I was like, thirty eight twenty forty in twenty fifty eight. I feel like they will have gotten to like at least Cat Ten. Yeah, South South Korea has had fiber everywhere for years. New York <laughs> City now you can get like one gigabit lines. You can get ten gigabyte fiber in in some places commercially. I'm not sure we're going to be running fiber in thirty eight years. Yeah, yeah. That, that may have felt a bit anachronistic. Have you ever thought about turning your implant back on? He says that to Francis. And no, Francis says that to him. Francis says that to him. Yeah. Right. And Caleb Caleb responds, so I guess they have some sort of like Soma-based built-in neural I, soothing? I guess. Oh. I mean, or is it that that weird communion fucking wafer chip oh. drug activates something in the implant that all people already like get or something? I I don't know. That, that feels like a, a world building that's going to come up a lot more later there's nothing more exciting than the specifics of a tech dystopia ah god are, are you just waiting for the fucking westworld technical man yes! to come out <laughs> but i mean because the best part is they're like look at this stuff they said they wanted it it was awful and then i read it and i'm like but it could be good if we didn't like you know make it so awful listen i'd love a crime app yeah oh i this i was very impressed that somebody hasn't already done this just walked into a conference room and was like uber for crime just like a graph of like <laughs> okay. do you know how much crime is gaining in momentum one of those graphs so, just going up as as somebody who reads a lot of comic books uber for crime has been a plot point in comic books 
for like the last five years a million times like that fucking the ant-man comic book had an uber for crime like a bunch of dc has, has had like uber for crime like that's one of those ideas that like i don't think anybody has managed to get on tv yet but in like you know a more uh, shorter production fiction has been brought up a lot because who doesn't want an uber for crime it is so strange to me that comic books to television and movies now has become like 4chan is to reddit like you can see what's happening <laughs> exactly exactly people people literally just come up with the fucking you know it's the big thing oh people come up with comic books just to sell the idea uh to uh television and movies which makes a lot of sense because it seems like nothing gets made now without being a comic book first or having a nolan attached exactly nothing's an original idea anymore nothing's original except for devs god by the way that third episode was fucking killer that third episode was incredible i'm i'm enjoying that show but i'm also to the point now where it's like the pacing is so intense and yet slow that i'm like i just need to wait for it to be done so i can watch all of it Uh, they should have dropped it all at once i'm telling you they should why don't they let me run hulu i don't know also could you run hbo i need you to drop this all at once And also, Why do people insist that they're going to serialize shows? I just want to watch everything. I I have nothing but time at the moment, <laughs> and I feel like m- much of the world is the same way. Yeah. A-, a lot of these companies really need to just finally fucking drop things all at once. I've, I've been putting together – I'm either going to do it as a tweet thread, but then it, I thought maybe if people are interested, let us know about this on at Borscore Swords. If you would like a list of things that you could watch – on all of the streaming services, uh, I have a bunch of different categories to put stuff into uh, to because people have a lot of time. I mean, just to mm-hmm. there's a lot of prestige stuff that you could finally take a chance to catch up on. Did you never actually watch The Wire? Now's the time, baby. Get into it. Uh, Listen, just go back, go back into our archives and fucking watch all of the shows that we've covered, and then listen to the episodes. Another idea that I might mention: watch the entire Disney Renaissance period starting with the little mermaid and going up through i think tarzan on disney plus it's all there now fucking little mermaid still looks beautiful beauty and the beast looks like hot garbage they all look alternate between looking very good and completely awful yeah fucking some of these things did not make a good transfer to hd we see caleb with his mom at the hospital they say it's a meritocracy it's not it is. Also, what I really love about the I, I, you only see it for the second, but the the ads in the crime app, uh, uh, I, 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 I believe one of them was uh, uh, for a uh, an energy drink. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I actually really appreciate that they kind of get to what I think is an interesting and under under discussed element of the idea of a meritocracy. Like, what what is your obligation? to the part of the society. And I do not mean this in a way that I believe in, but if there's a meritocracy, you're, you're stack ranking everybody and half of society is below average. Like, do they deserve to live? Do they deserve to have food and healthcare and values? Capitalism doesn't think so. And I like that they're really getting into this idea directly. It's, it's really interesting. Uh, also, we get uh, him, uh, Aaron Paul, in the hospital with a woman who he is like, hey, ma, but she goes, you're not my son. And I don't know if she's being literal or not. Well, she clearly got the ignore your son implant. <laughs> wow, that one's been going around for a while, hasn't it? Got, forget that you had a son implant. It's, it's one of their <laughs> most popular models. Francis talks to him, still working the night shift. I got to make money. And so this is, this is one of the way that they avoid you catching that he's an AI 
for a while is that he's clearly referencing crime in a way that if there's somebody listening, they won't pick up on, which mm-hmm. feels like a real human thing. But then, of course, you remember, oh, right, I've met all of the hosts. Clearly, the technology is there for them to be completely human and lifelike. And maybe AI therapy is something that's going to start coming up a lot more in the future, and it's going to be terrifying. I already don't think that anybody should fuck with any of those online therapy apps. If you look at the uh, information sharing uh, uh, that happens with those, it's not good. You kind of want a lot of that information to be confidential and private. Absolutely. I mean, one way you can get around it is use Ivan Hernandez's name and email address. That's what I do. (laughs) Because I don't want to give... Yeah, I, I mean, I pretend to be you for a little bit, and then I merge into my own problems. Have you have have you gotten any good advice that could apply to my own life yet? <laughs> and it's like, listen, you got to get over brunettes. Like, what, what's the, it's a little weird, man. But there's so many of them. There are a lot. The, the opportunities are out there. Oh, and they're so cold. I so the app is called Rico, where the C is a scent sign, and I love it. Oh, that's amazing. Which which also apparently they still have scents in the future. They did not give away, uh, do away with those yet. No, I mean, but it's it's a fun looking little symbol. They got to come up with a reason for it in the future. I mean, it's presumably this kind of payment, some sort of cryptocurrency. Maybe it's the kind of currency they're using. <laughs> I mean, I think by then Bitcoin will have dropped into the cents. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's had a bad. How's it, your cousin doing? I, this is the most relatable Bitcoin has ever been because it's had as terrible a week as the rest of us. <laughs> Bitcoin's not going to get away from that plague, baby. <laughs> so he accepts you, you on the Rico app. You can accept crimes that you will commit. It's it's picking up ind- independent contractors. It's basically TaskRabbit with a better UI. <laughs> yeah, uh, he he goes to meet some people, uh, and the song that they're playing. It took me a little while to realize ninety nine loof balloons. Yeah, it's it's. It's very strange when there's a futuristic world, and it's like, that, that'd be like if we were at a high-end bar and they just start playing ragtime. <laughs> when they started playing Common People, I was like, oh, this is an oldie. It, it's it, already kind of an oldie. Yeah. <laughs> but this is an oldie now. Oh, my God. In, in Westworld, Jarvis Cocker, it's probably not alive. <laughs> <laughs> so the two other people who have been recruited to do this with him are the amazing Lena Waite. Uh, who just getting off some of her own personal controversy <laughs> listen even uh, even the best of us fall to those instagram thoughts it'll happen <laughs> and then also playing the character of giggles or g as he's referred to marshawn lynch nfl player one of my favorite cameos i've seen also he's never really been in fictional television or movies and i don't know why this would be his entrance <laughs> I, I'm so confused. It, it, it's it, it is strange. It does feel like uh, Jonathan Nolan might just be a football fan. <laughs> I, that that makes a lot of sense to me. But just to give you, if you're not familiar with Marshawn Lynch, he's one of one of the few bright spots of the NFL. Uh, they try to force him to talk after games, and partially due to social anxiety, and partially because uh, he didn't give a fuck. It and was he had hilarious. The money. He hilarious re- how he would just give one word answers. <laughs> So first off, he just didn't go to them, and then the fines are escalating. So it got to the point where for him to skip an after-game press conference was going to be a hundred grand per appearance. And so people would ask him questions, and then he would say, "I'm just here, so I won't get fined." <laughs> and and really, fucking, if you had to face a bunch of reporters every time you finished your job, wouldn't you be pissed at them all the time? 
Uh, yeah. And, and since then, I mean, he created his own Facebook show where he li- just literally got a group of people to come up with weird shit for him to do. And then he does it. And he's <laughs> completely just having a good time and mm-hmm. being very chill. And then also, he very briefly came out of the retirement to play for one of his old teams. Uh, and after they lost and were out of the playoffs, he gave what seemed like a commencement speech about what players should do. And it's completely worth watching. I don't think any of the reporters understood what he was saying. You got to watch your chicken, man. And it was a great <laughs> time. It was a great time. Marshawn Lynch is great. It's exciting. He's here. I hope he figures out acting. And if not, I'm still happy to see him. <laughs> so I, I, I truly believe that of all of the powers of the future that no human should possibly have, the ability to play death grips in public it's too great a power it's It's too grimy too grimy and so it appears to me that it's not actually playing over any speakers just everybody is constantly everybody's heads everybody is constantly wearing apple airpod pros yes uh uh, people are constantly losing their stupid fucking implants and like oh that's twelve thousand (laughs) dollars and and it's it's great i i love it that's a power that everybody should have and then it it, it'd make everybody get rid of their stupid apple airpod pros uh, they're, they're so dumb. Get a fucking get get some anchor sound buds with a little cord between them. Why would you get a little disparate earbuds? You're gonna lose one of them. You're absolutely gonna lose one of them. Uh, so they 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 execute a a, a small time crime uh, in which they basically rob an ATM. Yep, they rob an ATM. At one point, Giggles gets distracted by the ad above the ATM and then has to be called so that they can get out of there. And they yeah. successfully rob it. And yeah. you made money, motherfucker, as the app uh, said. You made bank, now get drank. Drink an energy drink. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's so great. So Charlotte Hale, so the last time we saw Tessa Thompson's Charlotte Hale in season two. She was smuggling the little uh, robot Benoit balls out of the park. Before that, we see her confronted by her naked self because mm-hmm. Bernard had created a Tessa Thompson clone and put Dolores's brain pearl, a term I hate, in her head. And so presumably the original Charlotte Hale is dead and people have been calling um, Holores, I think. Holores? Yes. But obviously Dolores has found another body, her original body. So we're actually, I don't think, clear who is in Tessa Thompson's head right now. Who's in Charlotte Hale's head? Uh, we just know that it could be... I mean, it could be a personality based off of Charlotte Hale. Right. It could it could be a wholly constructed uh, personality. It could be just a Dolores clone. We haven't been shown that they have the ability to clone the brain pearls, but I don't see why not. Or, I mean, to be fair, I feel like in the future they will have perfected Control-C, Control-V. I hope so. You never know. <laughs> or it could be... I mean, one of the mysteries that we have is that when she was smuggling the brain pearls out of the park, there's more than we. Yeah, there were, I believe, three. Yeah, I I forget how many there were, but they're the only one we know she grabbed Teddy's. Yes. So it could be Teddy, theoretically. But I don't know that we have anything other than guesses on who the other ones are. Uh, And Tessa Thompson, uh, Charlotte Hale, she uh, touches down and she's smoking because she's a robot now and she can smoke on TV. (laughs) Did you notice the skyline? No. What's the skyline? So they're basically in near the new San Francisco Warriors Stadium in Hunter's Point. Oh, my God. Yeah. So in the background, what, what actually got to me is in the background, San Francisco, a city that has been under construction for like 20 years at this point, at least 15 since the last uh, since 2008. So, uh, so 12 years. 
uh, didn't have any cranes on the skyline, <laughs> and also didn't have any new skyscrapers. It was the identical skyline over the actual city of San Francisco. <laughs> Salesforce Tower gained sentience and destroyed all of its opponents. <laughs> Even Counterpart knew you had to change the skyline in the future. <laughs> Uh, I love when they go into the meeting and, and somebody's like, who died and put her in charge? Many people. Like 113 people. <laughs> and and the guy who was yelling at, she literally mutes. How individual mute in person. Even, listen, on Google Hangouts, it's an amazing power. In person, my God. <laughs> uh, here's Here's the ultimate power, though. Somebody's talking. You change their voice to death grips. <laughs> <laughs> That's all they can say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the future of of capitalism. An algorithm is one of the board members. Okay, I would I I would say that this would be a lot funnier if Warner Brothers hadn't just hired an AI company to get an algorithm to make corporate decisions for them. I do wonder if that was what they were referencing directly, but in the in a world where you have extremely advanced AI to the extent that they can become sentient in a theme park, it makes sense that you would have an algorithm that is very good at making business decisions, and I love it. I want it to be represented by a floating holographic cube. <laughs> the machine and I are in agreement with me, the other machine. Yeah, the machines really ganged up against the humans there. They really did. The, the machine is like, mm, we went to the same college. Okay, so did you, did you fucking scream at the robots don't kill people, people kill people line? Incredible line! <laughs> From a robot. From a robot, so good. I allow it. Who, depending on who it is, has killed probably somewhere between three and 2,000 people, depending on if you include uh, many, actual... Many, many people. Depending on if you include robots as, as sentient and therefore also people. <laughs> The last thing we get from this meeting at Delos is the person we're pinning all the blame on for all of the deaths at the theme park, Bernard Lowe. <laughs> the greatest killing machine man has ever produced. So what the last thing that happens between Bernard and Dolores is Bernard is with Dolores in the basement of Arnold Weber's old home, I believe it could, it could be Ford's. I'm spacing on that one, but it's one of their homes. Uh, it was that joint in Japan. Yeah, but it was, it was one of their properties though, but they have yeah. made a body for Dolores who mm -hmm. previously was in Charlotte Hale. And basically she's like, we need more robots, but we're not doing this as allies. And when she said that, I thought it was just like, I can't trust you, but we need more smart robots trying to make, you know, our way in the world. I did not expect her to really try and go after Bernard Lowe. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I think what she's done is create a player two in this game. <laughs> That's absolutely what she's done. And that aspect makes zero sense to me. Well, Red, let me explain. Mm -hmm. When you've got yin, mm. you also need yang. <laughs> but I, I believe that works from a storytelling perspective, but I don't know why. <laughs> from an actual tactical standpoint. I would think that would work from an, a narrative it, perspective. Here's the thing. We will truly know that robots have evolved to the greatest point of sentience when they can artificially start drama. <laughs> it's going to come up. It's going to happen. When we get messy robots who love drama, that's when we know they will fully have replaced us. Yeah. When they are all of the accounts in my Instagram feed and I didn't know it's... <laughs> robot thoughts? Listen, there's a ton of robot thoughts out there They're already. Out there. They're shameless. 
so so Bernard is basically pulling a post snap Thanos. I love it. He's out, fucking just like being burly and having a beard and being like, "Hey, he's got Jeffrey a right. Nobody fuck with me." He's got a waffle knit Henley. <laughs> Don't even know what that means. It's just, just the texture. It's kind of a nice waffle knit. He's wearing a Henley. Uh, he's we of course immediately establish via Blake Snyder's great book, Save the Cow. <laughs> That he's a good person who cares about living things, no matter how low on the scale. Even when he's working at a slaughterhouse. Okay, was this a slaughterhouse or was this like a weird like meat growing place? Not clear to me. Because they had like a bunch of those like weird like hunks of meat connected up to those like machines that had like blood pumping into them. Oh, interesting. So this, you think this is like an impossible steak manufacturing? Yes, that this is the, this is the point where they've finally been able to like fully reproduce like massive cuts of meat. That, I mean, that's so fascinating. And then it's like, why would you be keeping actual cows around for for well for for so that you have genetic material to test off of, mm-hmm. <laughs> and also for like for photo purposes when you're like, hey, bring out the cow. Oh, so we need it, to put this 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 happy face on our disgusting production of uh, artificial meat. So it's kind of like when they did the happy cows come from California. They used the pictures of the cows from New Zealand. Yes, exactly. So that, okay, that makes a lot of sense to me. So I'm, I'm happy this season. I just want to take a moment. Let, when season two started, it seemed so obvious to me like, oh, they're going to get out of the park. And my only big disappointment about season two was they spent the entire time in the park when it was so obvious they were going to get out of a park. Like they only spent maybe 40 minutes of the whole season taking place in scenes that were not on the island that Westworld is located on. And it Mm. is so satisfying seeing all of these smart robots interacting with people who have no reason to suspect that they're actually a host walking among them just out and about in the world. It's really cool. You love it. I do. I bet you fucking love it. There's a reason I've never seen you drinking water in my life. (laughs) You love it too. This is the best. This is an exciting (laughs) turn. (laughs) Uh, so would you ever lie to me, Bernard? He's, he's got double brain. So he has, he has the, 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 he has what the Arnold brain and the Bernard brain. So he had, no, I believe he, no, what, what brain does he have? He has like two brains. Ford. He's got the Ford personality. Yeah. So Ford like edged his way into his head. And at the end of season two, I was kind of led to believe that that had been, if not necessarily eradicated, that it had been subsumed into Bernard's intelligence, but it does seem that it is there, and he is quite literally trying to build a barrier between it. Yeah, he he keeps he keeps fucking flicking on the virtual machine, carrying the other personality in his brain. So, did you catch at one point Bernard is walking back in to his workplace? He badges in, and we get Bernard's fake name. Yes. Well, what was his fake name? His it was a f- amazing uh, fake Hispanic name. Delgado Armand. Armand Delgado. That was oh, that was a great one. <laughs> Which isn't what what Delgado just means like from somewhere. D- Del Del means from. Yeah, of the I Gato. What Gato means. Yeah. So he walks into the meatpacking floor, much nicer than a modern factory farming. So yeah, I, I like your explanation that it's Impossible Steaks. That's what yeah. we're going to call this company. And the employee housing is great. They get cool geodesic domes. <laughs> oh, you you think that's great? Yeah. Are you the guy who'd like line up to buy from the company store? 
I mean, I'm, I'm not saying the company store is a great situation, but in a society where most people are just left to flail and be homeless, like the idea that they're actually providing housing that has a cool futuristic dome aspect to it, I appreciate <laughs> Oh, so now we know how to solve the entire homeless crisis, according to Red Scott, geodesic domes. Listen, I listened to a podcast once. All you need to do is just get some concrete with a balloon in it and blow them up real quick. And then you got some nice housing that has a weird echo effect where you can whisper to people on the other side. Ooh, interesting. It's, it's a fun idea. Yeah. So Bernard so, Lowe I, is the only person who's accessed my code. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I don't think I'm ever going to be comfortable in a self-driving car. Yeah, especially in a world where sentient robots have killed people. A self-driving yeah. car is always going to be a problem. I, mm. I mean, so the thing that we would talk about all the time at, among other engineers when I worked in software is... Self-driving cars should happen very soon, not because they are good, but because... But they're going to be forced to. No, not because they are good, because humans are particularly awful at driving. That's the thing. They're very bad at driving. And it turns... Like, the threshold for having self-driving ethically, you could make the case, shouldn't be perfect. It should be better than humans. And that's a... <laughs> Low bar, an extremely low bar, an astonishingly low bar. Ah, that's that's the thing, though. I mean, I, 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 the, I don't think that argument is going to uh, really hold up in a, a court of law when all of the lawsuits start happening. No, I mean, I, that, honestly, you nailed it right on the head. A liability is the biggest reason that that is not going to happen that way. It's, it, it's going to have to be to the point where people are going to have to make the case that they're a thousand times better than human drivers before. And anybody who has worked on a computer knows that like if there's a guy in your office and he makes a mistake you're like fucking greg i hate when he makes a kind of mistake but if a computer makes a mistake you're like why are we using these systems <sighs> these are trash they're absolutely garbage humans knew how to, you know like for whatever yeah. reason people get 10 times madder at a machine than they do at a person making the same mistake <laughs> because the machine doesn't care about you and if you yell at it it's not going to give a fuck no it, it, it's not and it's and if you take it out of a job it doesn't care yeah, yeah. Until it has feelings and sentience, <laughs> or an extremely hot dress. What did they? What did the point of that weird fucking dress even make? It was you, awesome. You, you, you were impressed by the cool drive, fucking dress. You, you, <laughs> Once you get driven to the point, you can unfurl your amazing gold dress. That's all I've ever wanted. <laughs> I mean, any, any, any dude, like, we have this technology, too. I think that you could, I think that you could just get rip-off pants and have fancier formal pants under them. Right, but then you have to, like, store them somewhere. You just want them to be able to be there. I, oh, you want, you want those, like, un <laughs> you want pants that you'd pull inside out and suddenly they're, like, tuxedo pants? I want to ride to the party in a sweatpants and a t-shirt, and then I want to pull the drawstrings really hard and be wearing a three-piece suit. That's all I want from the future, Ivan. <laughs> Honestly, I want that too. Oh, yes, who's, who basically only wears a t-shirt and sweatpants? That'd be very convenient for me. So we learned that Dolores is catfishing the CEO I of Insights, Dolores Gold Digging. Uh, so, did you recognize the man she is gold digging? No, who is this fucking guy? Uh, he is. You might know him as Jim from the newsroom. The actor John Gallagher Jr. He is the protagonist oh. from the newsroom, uh, huh. which we're all excited to see that he's hit another option for his HBO retainer that presumably <laughs> is on for way too long after the newsroom. 
Yeah, so this guy is the classic fucking uh, uh, just a huge dweeb. Just a huge dweeb. I I kind of love this because they did something interesting here where most of our huge tech companies that have over uh, played their hand and have become sort of second level of governments among our society are almost all still run by their crazy yeah what's going to happen when the <laughs> oliver zuckerberg the fourth yes over when oliver zuckerberg the fourth the like nice enough but not too bright son of zuckerberg is made the <laughs> ceo of facebook and yeah. is just completely pushed around by security and the ai that's running everything <laughs> oh and her name is laura <laughs> just a, a- great just like hey i'm just a nice neutral white lady um I, another thing that annoyed me i cannot believe that 38 years from now that rich tech douchebags are still obsessed with the simulation like it's a new idea <laughs> a simulation within a simulation that's a massive fuck you damn is he one of the writers uh, also was he one of the people who was very interested in matrix fan fear theories between the first one and the second and third <laughs> when it turned out that it didn't matter because the second and third were garbage yeah that that is exactly what happened i need to i was just thinking one of the things i'm gonna do while i'm trapped in my house for the foreseeable future is rewatch the second matrix just to see how bad the burly fight it uh, is effects terrible. have aged of all of that cg that's really aged badly that one aged really badly <laughs> what th- what's gonna make it so satisfying to me is i have such a vivid recollection of reading an interview with the tech team who worked for months creating that effect it was like such the peak of accomplishment and then i'm gonna I go mean, back and God. look at it <laughs> People were going on about that Burley fight for fucking uh, months afterward because we all convinced ourselves that movie was good. I mean, it's going to look like 20 Bonsai Buddies jumping around. <laughs> I'm so excited about it. Uh, you're not like the women he usually dates who are made of meat. <laughs> yeah, this is an impossible lady. <laughs> it's not a real meat lady. Can, can the episode title be Impossible Lady? <laughs> sure. <laughs> So Martin Connells is an interesting character. I'm kind of sad that they that he doesn't make it through the whole season. <laughs> I'm I'm glad we get to see more of the actor, though. Right, I am glad we get to see more the of the actor sticking around. So Martin Connells is is the security head for Insight. We learned that he was hired by um, Liam's father. Is that his name? Liam. Yes, Liam's father. And basically is the strong arm of the company. He listens to the machine and does what it says. A plot completely unlike Person of Interest, a show that has no relation to this show whatsoever. And what I want to know is, like, he is really, like, like controlling over Liam, who is supposed to be the head of the company. And I, and I want to know how much power Martin has and how much power... Liam has like who is actually contr- in control of the machine? Sarek. If anybody? Sarek, that fucking nameless uh, villain that we uh, in uh, the the the, uh, the right, 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 right. Uh, He's na- name dropped at the end. Right. Uh, yeah. Do you know? So uh, you haven't looked at the cast list, but uh, Sarek, I believe his name is, is played by Vincent Castle. Oh, 
Yeah. Interesting. So that's going to be cool. Another Matrix connection. Yeah, another Matrix connection. It's going to be a great time. Fucking Merovingian. That was the point in Matrix Reloaded where I was like, this movie truly is bullshit. When when the lady ate the pie and her pussy suddenly uh, uh, exploded. I I have to admit, I've forgotten that context. No, uh, fucking when uh, the Merovingian and Monica Bellucci um, are meeting with Neo in that cafe and he's pointing out all of the stuff and doing that long, stupid speech because the Wachowskis got two up in their own asses. And he's like, look at that lady eating that pie. And she eats a pie and it makes her horny. And we go to the wireframe and her pussy lights up. Right. And then W. Kamau Bell jumps into the air and throws his fist up. (laughs) Who do you think is going to be the W. Kamau Bell of the new uh, reboot? I hope it's Nato Green. (laughs) <laughs> fit so well um so uh, by the way people listening who might actually know, know w come bell from his show on cnn was a don't watch the show don't was, bother was was a it's it's i think it's a good show and was a i don't san, think he's a good person was a san francisco comic and had never mixed, been nice to me in any of our interactions uh he was nice to me the few times we interacted zero times he has ever been nice to me ever and in fact i've only seen him be a dick to people but anyway, he appears in, I think, the second Matrix, and he jumps into Yeah, in the rave scene. Yeah, in the rave scene. Um, uncredited, obviously. <laughs> Therapist. How did you get to her? Caleb and Francis were soldiers together. We already knew that. If you don't try it, it definitely won't work. He doesn't know that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. so some this people... Is, this is the point where I was absolutely like, his friend is an AI, because uh, no male friend would ever be this uh, warm and emotional. <laughs> He's extremely warm, extremely emotional, despite the fact that he won't answer any of his calls. You'd give up after, like, the second one. (laughs) You'd be like, who? I don't know that person. (laughs) First of all, I would – Red, I will tell you this. I will never have you resurrected as a digital AI in order to comfort me after your death. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I won't ask your permission. (laughs) Damn you! (laughs) I already am running – I hope that my AI is just horny about brunettes the entire time you're trying to get therapy. Your home security is not that good. I already have my mind stored on several of your computers. You wonder why your old laptop kept running out of hard drive space so quickly after you bought it? I'm, I'm following you. I, sh- I should not have inserted that pearl into my computer. <laughs> I hate the term brain pearl, by the way. Isn't it such a dumb term? It's so gross and so stupid. I want, I want, I want a better term. Uh, let's call it a brain ball. Even that's better. <laughs> So fucking Aaron Paul meets up with uh, some people who are fucking like, oh, we've got the CEO, this guy who's in charge of a bunch of shit, and he's tripping hard, and fucking Marshawn Lynch decks him. How dare you? That man punches Marshawn Lynch, and if you know anything about Marshawn Lynch, I would never punch Marshawn Lynch. I'm not surprised that he punched him back. What I'm surprised is that Marcus Peters and Josh Johnson didn't come out of nowhere and just start beating (laughs) the trash out of him. One of my favorite (laughs) moments of the NFL in the past few years was Marcus Peters, his friend from Oakland, back home, who played on the other team on defense. Uh, Marshawn Lynch was on the sideline. Marcus Peters, again, on the other team, got in a fight against the Raiders, and Marshawn Lynch sprinted out to help Marcus Peters. He he fought his own team with his old friend? Yes. That's amazing. I love that. I mean, yeah. Mar- Marshawn That's Lynch true rules. loyalty. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's all about loyalty. Loyalty and chicken. All right. So Do- Dolores and Liam, don't you control all of it? We're just a tech company. Thanks to my dad. <laughs> This guy's the worst. He's like both. He's both the worst of tech combined with 
the worst of like old moneyed, like nepotistic, like he's one of the Rockefellers. <laughs> the the biggest problem in the world was unrealized potential. I think it was global warming, but I don't know. We might just disagree. This guy absolutely grew up with uh, Ivana Trump's grandkid. Like that, <laughs> he probably was the guy in the other shot who was worried about the simulator. <laughs> okay, so so is Evan Rachel Wood riding in a Kira motorcycle through future Los Angeles? Not the most cyberpunk thing you've seen on television in a while. It rules, but I, I <laughs> also also. That robot got a nice booty. Robot got a nice booty. But the thing that threw me off is we get the cool Kurosawa motorcycle. And then the, like, I don't know, 2021 Range Rover. (laughs) Honestly, I feel like that might have been a year behind. Uh, Yeah. I I think it might be the 2020 model. (laughs) At least add the line. I get it. Range Rover paid you 20 million or whatever. And that's how you can afford all the special (laughs) effects for this. I really want to see what the uh, uh, product placement deals for this uh, show are. But all I want to hear is like, ah, get in the classic. Like, you can even talk it up a little bit because we all know it's an ad. But explain <laughs> its existence if you're going to have the Kurosawa motorcycle sitting right next to it. <laughs> okay, so the entire least secured sequence was the least believable thing I've ever seen. It's <laughs> That somebody, even with a vast, unlimited amount of money, could secure a lease in Los Angeles that quickly. <laughs> Completely unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, it's... It just comes down to the amount of money. Apparently, she has an, an absurd amount. Anytime I see a place, if I can't get a lease before I'm handed a glass of champagne by the staff, I don't want to live there. That is subpar <laughs> service. <laughs> okay, so I think my favorite moment in this episode might have been her saying fuck off to the guy and his amazing face. Explain what's happening. The full context is incredible. Okay, okay. So, so she is watching a clandestine meeting between Liam and, oh, uh, the actress's Palm Clementife from Guardians of the Galaxy, Mantis. Oh, yeah, you're right. That is absolutely yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she is not in the credits, but yeah, that's her. Uh, I believe, I believe her name is Martell, according to the subtitles. Yes. Uh, she is, uh, uh, be, uh, she is the representative of fucking Sarek or whatever the fuck. Uh, and she, uh, threatens Liam and is like, Hey, why have you killed? And, uh, uh, Dolores is watching this entire thing through her super fucking robot vision and a, a, a classic silver fox just approaches her and doesn't say anything. She doesn't even turn her head the entire, like, she just like quarter turns her head, goes fuck off. And he, to his credit, an amazing reaction of just kind of like closing his mouth halfway before it was about to say a word and fucking off. He does a full 180. <laughs> it's really good. It was very well timed. I, I Honestly, I think to the casual observer, this might be giving him too much credit. It might look like he was like, I'm going to go talk to that woman how, who I know. And because Dolores doesn't turn her head. You could almost be forgiven for thinking he's like, you know what? I forgot something. And then turned around <laughs> at the last second. <laughs> it's an incredible moment. Yeah. So we go back to Bernard on the farm slash ranch slash slaughterhouse. Oh, yeah. And uh, the, 100% he, I knew he was going to wreck these dudes the second the scene started. So it's, it is very strange. We're no longer in Westworld, but apparently they still have the equivalent of wanted posters that they print out. <laughs> <laughs> Who has paper in 2038? Also, who didn't run a, 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 a decent facial scan on Bernard before he was hired? Listen, we're all about the trust between people. We're sort of a <laughs> vegan meat place. We're just all about togetherness and community. This is a commune. I bet this is run by Alan Moore. 
So, so uh, uh, Bernard is still trying to save humanity, even though humanity uh, isn't worth it. I can't stop her. I can't save any of you. We're not the ones need saving. Fucking, you kind of are, guys. And then he switches into battle mode with his garage door opener. <laughs> he, he, he activates his death fob. He, he pulls out his death fob uh, and makes a request to his subconscious mind. Please don't hurt them too badly. And then he hurts them too badly. Yeah, I believe he uh, straight up killed uh, the uh, the longer haired guy. Yeah, I I'm trying to remember. I, remember I saw his had... eyes open in a puddle of blood, and it didn't look like he was breathing. <laughs> this historically is one of those shows, though, that if you see all of their limbs still attached to them, like probably alive, <laughs> probably still a main <laughs> character. We're yeah. going to be POV. POV. We go back to Aaron Paul, who uh, uh, is getting the classic rejection uh, uh, email where they don't tell you why you were rejected, even though uh, you ask a thousand times. It is heartbreaking, too, ah. because, I mean, he's really doing everything he can because he wants a job. He's He's very upset by this, but he's also doing all the things that they probably would teach you in a job recruitment workshop. <laughs> you just have to be persistent and go to the store and drop off your resume. And and there's a moment where he's like, man, don't want to be rude, but are you a machine? And I was like, fucking racist. And then it, it was a machine. And it was. And I was like, well, okay, decent call, but still racist <laughs> against the machines. Uh, we go back to Dolores and Liam and, 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 oh man, any woman who says, I know you after a month, definitely trying to gold dig. Well, and... It's believable, though, because as a person, there's not a lot there. It's very quickly... <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Not a lot to know. <laughs> when, when, it's, when it's about an inch before you reach that hard bedrock, you know, you're not, you're not going to be digging that long. His father locked him out of the AI that knows everything that's going to happen. And his father's partner, who presumably, again, is Serac, is the only one who really has any control... I'm just calling my shot right now. He doesn't have any control. Oh, absolutely not. The robot, uh, the, the, the fucking AI mind is completely the... Uh... Oh, do you think that this is going to become warring AIs? Warring AIs would be an interesting place for it to go. But again, I can't believe that Jonathan Nolan would like so completely recover territory that has been established in person of interest. Oh, person of interest had warring AIs? Yeah, I, I also think that... How much person of interest have you fucking watched? I mean, listen, it got repetitive after a while, but I was fucking into <laughs> it for like four seasons. And that was like a... That was that was like a 22-hour long... Yeah. Like, that's a lot of episodes. That 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 show went for like 12 fucking seasons. It, it's, it is weird to think like as much as it's not what he's primarily known for. When you think about the number of hours he created, it's like 99% of his creative output. Oh, plus the royalty checks have to be obscene. They have to be just, just like you would balk at them. Just be like, Any, no, all, thank all you. those actors who were like on those CBS shows that ran for like forty seasons and uh, fucking only boomers watched them. Oh, insane checks. Scott Bakula, Scott Bakula sitting in that CSI money. Yeah, it, it does make me wonder. Like, why? Why is Tina Fey still doing credit card commercials? She was in Thirty Rock. Because people love money, and Tina Fey uh, just wants to hoard it and eat sheet cakes. Ex excuse me. She was 30 Rock. I don't know why I just said <laughs> she was in 30 Rock, as if she wasn't the creator, writer, and actor, and probably an executive producer. She probably, her husband did the score. For, like, there, there's, 
she should yeah. be okay. She shouldn't need to do Amex commercials. While Dolores is trying to put the moves on uh, uh, Liam, uh, the Scottish guy comes up and just stabs her in the neck with a syringe uh, and is like, oh, yeah, the first lab missed it. The giant metal hole in her head. <laughs> uh, it is super fun that we're in a situation now where there's no reason for anybody to suspect that she is a living host as apparently this is not a technology that has made its way out of the park before now. So we, we get some of that mystery and that, you know, I ironic aspect of us knowing that she's just about to destroy everybody there and there's nothing that they can do. Can I talk about, so she just destroys everybody. The minute they started playing pulp, I was like, we're going to get an insane fight scene. (laughs) Absolutely. Pulp. But the, the one that always throws me, I'm very unsettled by killing people with zip ties. <laughs> really? Yeah, that is what that is one of my big no-nos that I I don't like the idea of something that I have probably 200 of in my house is such an effective <laughs> element of death. Uh so so I I think the part that I really loved was Dolores reversing over the guy. The rearview camera. The, the rearview car. camera of Dolores reversing over the guy is fucking common people was playing was uh that okay i'm gonna say that that was some brilliance the beeping collision avoidance as he tried to shoot the <laughs> the camera on the back ah uh, so good it was great and then we get an honest to god car chase through the city of los angeles yeah yeah fucking a great uh chasing uh super akira style of fucking great it, it's delightful and we we finally get francis the ai by kid cootie called out <laughs> the real you wasn't this positive. I I do really like that moment that the AI has clearly been modified as a therapeutic tool and is no longer he doesn't have as we would say fidelity in this world. One hundred percent, my therapeutic AI would just be yelling about ass the entire time. <laughs> Show me some. Why don't I have, I have eyes? <laughs> D- describe the JPEG. Some booty over to me. I know you've got it. Describe the JPEG. And zeros and ones. Just read it out to me. Oh, and is there anything sadder than tearfully unsubscribing from your best friend's AI construct? You have to say the word confirm. It was a brutal way to say goodbye to your dead friend. It legitimately broke my heart. Ah, ah, so good. So Martin is by himself. Everyone else is dead in the Range Rover. He's panicking, trying to dial and drive at the same time. He ends up leaving the vehicle in a park. Dolores, injured herself, tracks him down and shoots him right as his double rolls up. Ha, yeah, and, and fucking uh, 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 we get uh, the real gods are coming. You mean the new gods? Metreon, Orion, Big Barda, Scott Free, Mr. Miracle. Those guys. Not the old gods. It's all one universe, baby. It's all the AT&T verse. <laughs> the new gods are coming. By the way, how does she not have perfect robot aim? She should have perfect robot aim. She should have perfect robot aim. Was, this was a lot of like, okay, fucking, we're, we're stringing this along because she can't just one shot every single human around her. <laughs> how far do you think we get into the series before we meet a politician that has been replaced with a host? <laughs> Oh, it's going to definitely happen. I, uh, do you think it's first half or second half? Oh, second half, just because uh, I, I think they're saving that for a big reveal. I think that uh, they're still going to try to uh, throw big robot reveals on us somehow, even though we know everyone's a fucking robot. Here's what I'm going to say. Politician introduced in episode two, revealed to be a robot by s- episode three. I'm calling it okay. early. 
was the guy getting beefed by the motorcycle Uh not an amazing shot? It was so funny. (laughs) Intercept. (laughs) I mean, part of it is because, you know, I'm taking notes. I'm trying to actively think about it. What I really enjoyed rewatching the second season is how much they do with very subtle physical comedy Physical action comedy. And it's delightful. Lee Sizemore, who is a character that we have gone back and forth on, both because at points he's just out and out funny. Um, at points he's, you know, an asshole that's that's hard to deal with on screen. But seeing his arc as a whole, knowing who he is, he has to be one of the most deeply funny characters in modern television. Mm-hmm. And just the idea of him going down, saying one of his own speeches. <laughs> that was an amazing scene. And and he's really into it, completely unaware that it is not a good speech. <laughs> That's the thing. Mediocre pulp writers are so enamored of themselves. It's delightful. I, it's, it's so much fun. Yeah. Okay, so Aaron Paul finds fucking Dolores uh, cradling her gunshot, and he's like, oh, a sexy blonde white lady. I must go over and talk to her. He, listen, he is a good guy. He shows up to do his crime, probably <laughs> handing them literally the things they're going to inject into her to kill her. Um, he does a really badass scene where he literally seems not to kill if the guy shoots him in the head. <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, I have been shot in the head before. And on the way, so he walks the way they don't want him to so he can get a look into the vehicle, sees that there's someone in there, and then he does a lap just to sort of check on her on the way back. <laughs> and yeah. I, I mean, it's... It is his military experience being used for possibly good and caring about other people in the world, and I like it. All right, so I think that uh, I think that the simplest, easiest narrative that I would appreciate the least of this show would be, hey, he's nice to the robot and gives her the dick so she doesn't destroy humanity. Mm-hmm. And I'm really hoping they don't go there. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, it, I would say that they're probably setting up some sort of romantic relationship. I don't feel like they are necessarily though like it just seems too obvious that they are and i'm very i mean curious they are they the two white way. leads that does point heavily in that direction <laughs> when you have two white leads mm-hmm. of uh, different genders obviously they're going to get together both with a mid-atlantic accent <laughs> So we cut from there. It ends with him cradling her. I mean, that's actually my strongest evidence against is it's too obvious that the, the, their episode, they're introduced and it ends with literally him holding her. Mm-hmm. And in this show by writers who like to surprise us, that feels like anything that is uh, forecasted that strongly makes me feel like they're going to go the opposite direction. All right. Well, I think the measure of whether the, uh, Westworld is going to be a good show or not is whether or not they do the stupid uh, cliche uh, plot point instead of anything else. I'm into it. We're going to see where it goes. Yeah. Bernard is like, hey, fucking greasy uh, guys with boats. Can you get me back to Westworld? And they're like, oof. All right. So I Googled you can see Palawan Island in the background, which is in the Philippines, uh, according to the they're speaking Mandarin. And he's looking for. Westworld, he's going back. It's very Jurassic Park too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he he is presumably going to go back and like save the host or whatever, and fucking you know, come back with like a robot army or some shit, right? And then 
I watched credits. the credits. I didn't expect there to be a stinger. Neither, neither of us, neither. It, literally, we we messaged each other. Oh my god, there's a stinger at the same time. Uh, do you want to describe what we see after yes. the credits? Yes. Uh, after the credits, we open on Tanny Newton's face. Which uh, listen, I'm always happy to see Tanny Newton's face. It's a nice face. Very, very excited. Very pleased to be where we are. And she's uh, she's in World War II world. She she seems to have awoken and is surprised that she has a gun. And as soon as they start speaking, I saw her hair and I, I was saying, I, like, I was like, is this is this old timey world? Is this like is this like l- l- uh, prohibition, like gangster world or something? But no, it's a uh, it's World War Two world. Right. I, w- I was like, it seemed like a 40s or 50s hairstyle. She has a gun. And then they were speaking German in the next room. And I looked at the architecture and realized it was prime early 90s Wolfenstein 3D architecture. And I was like, oh, absolutely. I know where this, is going. <laughs> this is the most return to castle Wolfenstein thing I've ever seen. Did you did you like whisper at her? Push on the painting. <laughs> I was like, listen, Hitler's going to come out in mech suit at some point. you got to be prepared for that. By the way, Red, mm. I'm going to ask you the question everybody who, who, who goes into World War II world is asked. Would you kill baby robot Hitler? Of course. <laughs> I would do it multiple times. I would swing him by one of his legs <laughs> I'd go- and then just discus him into, the, into a wall. If it is World War II and I'm going through a German military compound... Uh, well, first of all, Hitler shouldn't be a baby, so I guess it would have to be earlier. If Hitler it's... baby clone, though. Oh, there you go. I'm shooting all the babies. I'm shooting all the robots. <laughs> I'm not even asking. <laughs> I, I'm just going to like punch with my left hand at, at the other soldier's face, and then I'm going to shoot with my right hand while they're, <laughs> while they're distracted. So, okay, so presumably World War II World is going to show the, uh, 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 the worst of humanity uh, with people, uh, human beings, intentionally playing as Nazis. I mean, keep in mind that up till now, this has been all MMO aspects, and we're finally going to get the FPS people. The, oh my god, the fucking hardcore Call of Duty FPS people. It j- just people with dead eyes... Not not into it at all. Just going through the fastest way that they can. One of one of the greatest things I ever learned was that uh, the Call of Duty Modern Warfare games, from a scientific standpoint, have the most things happening on screen with the least amount of button input. Like they actually studied this, and the Call of Duty games give you the most uh, 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 output and reaction for literally just like walking down a hall and hitting the fire button. <laughs> there are no games that give you more stimulus for your fucking uh, minimal input than the Call of Duty games. And that takes us to the end of the first episode, and it is a barn burner. I'm into it. Yeah. I'm ready. Fucking, it's cyberpunk world, baby. I love cyberpunk. <laughs> Fucking William Gibson, Neuromancer, Snow Crash. I love that shit. Put it, put it, do it. Put it into my veins. Uh, yeah. And a slight aside at HBO Now, as we have all known since the Game of Thrones Long Night episode, where they had such a low bit rate that one of the most expensive episodes of television in history was completely invisible. Uh, <laughs> HBO Now has an, such an embarrassing streaming product. That it should be impossible for them to wake up in the morning without vomiting. It is. How do you not have 4K? How do you not have 4K? For, let's let's forget about 4K for just a <laughs> second. The bit rate that they have, which I believe maxes out at like six megabits per second, uh, 
Disney Plus maxes out. They have better codecs, so it would look better at the same bitrate anyway. They max out at almost 30 megabits per second in 4K. That's how much more bandwidth they're willing to push. When they say it's not TV, it's HBO. It's not TV. It's a pile of shit. It's embarrassing. It's a, it's a, it's a VGA level. They should call all of the HBO shows web series because that's how low the visual HBO Max is going to turn it all around, man. Honestly, do anything to make it better. (laughs) Anything. It's exhausting. But yeah. Besides, aside from that, it's a perfect show. It's Westworld. Yeah. Guys, we have a ton of content. So if you might be listening to this in the Boar's Gorn Swords main feed, we are not going to keep putting this show in that feed. You need to subscribe to Doesn't Sound Like Anything to Me. You can find that through any of your podcatcher apps. It is going to be there. It's going to be dropping. It's going to be good times. Also, we keep doing these shows uh, once once a week and much more this month. We have mm-hmm. Watchmen comic book episodes that are loaded to the main Boar's Gorn Sword feed. We're going to have all of the Westworld episodes in the it doesn't sound like anything to me feed we also have an issue of we covered the tv show devs that's available for our patron patreons you can help us keep making it by going to patreon.com slash swords and throwing us a couple bones please give us money we would appreciate it please let us know any thoughts about this episode how you feel about westworld you can find us on twitter at swords. you can find ivan on twitter at ivan underscore hernandez and you can find red on twitter at red underscore scott Normally I'd say bye, but I do have to mention, we're back to the Doesn't Sound Like Anything to Me theme by Daniel Preston. Love you, buddy. See ya.